game raven review podcast my name is sam and as i am every week i am joined by some very talented individuals and in this week's podcast we're going to be talking about the seattle indies expo that was going on all through september but before we get into any of that let me introduce these wonderful individuals starting with emerald aka emmy how are you hey i'm doing good Glad to hear. We also have Puppet. Hello. Puppet, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Sam? I'm surviving. I will make it. I'm a survivor. Keep on surviving. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, Taz, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. And also Taz is here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Well, thank you all for joining me this week. And we will be right back with what we're playing on the other side. Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast with our segment where we're playing, where we simply just talk about what we've been playing for the last week or so. Um, I will not throw shade this week as I did last week with said <laughs> game of Life is Strange, but I played a lovely indie game called Kina. Kenna. They kind of don't say her name correctly throughout the entire game, which is fine. Um, Kina Bridge of Spirits. It is an indie game by Ember Labs. That originally started, if I remember correctly, as a Pixar-ish kind of animation studio. And you can pretty much see it in this game. That it looks like it was an <laughs> animated movie that they were like, well, this isn't going to make money. So let's just make it into a video game. And I think it's really good. Some people call it the Zelda for PlayStation. I can see why you might want to call it that. I think it's more like Zelda mixed with Pikmin. Because you get like little helper friends called the rot mm. and they're really adorable and you kiss them and hug them if you want because that is a button in that game of stopping just to do nothing and you can like cuddle Aww, oh i love that that's adorable and you can give them hats um like one hat is like a pot i also have like a mushroom hat they seem to be very ha happy about their hat choices oh i'm like all right i'll spend money on this well in game money not like actual money because that i do not going to do that. Um, but again, good game, good combat. It's not the hardest of games. I chose normal because that's, I just didn't know what I was expecting. Game isn't super duper hard, but there are certain bosses that are challenging to say the least. There's one somewhere within like the first hour or two of the game that I think is unfair because his hitbox, or at least my hitbox is very wide and his hitbox is very specific. And I'm just like... Mm. I don't like this, but it is it is a good game. Like I, I am enjoying it. I am enjoying the story. Like I said, if this was just like a Pixar movie, I wouldn't bat an eye to it because I'm like, yeah, that it looks like a very well done movie that they happened to then put combat and fighting into. So if you do want to spend a few dollars, not as much as the <laughs> Life is Strange as last week, but it is a $40 game. It is, I believe, a PlayStation exclusive and maybe PC. Um, I'm playing on, on the PlayStation at this moment. I saw that it was available on the Epic Game Store. 
Epic. Ah, those people who give us free games a month. Yeah, I do like those. But yeah, so if you have the time and want to, I think you should check it out. I think it's a good game. I think it's a very pretty game. Again, it uses all those ray tracing things, which I'm like, oh, that's pretty. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a good game. Ah, uh, let's see. And Emmy, what have you been playing? Hey, yeah. Uh, So recently I've been delving through Boyfriend Dungeon which is by Kit Fox Games, which is an indie game company. Um, And that just released August 11th. Um, It's pretty cool because it's like a dating simulator, which I'm really into. But it's also a dungeon crawler, which I thought was super interesting. So it has a lot more gameplay than I would normally be used to in a game that's labeled as a dating simulator. But basically you go to this town to stay with your cousin for the summer. And in this universe, um, people can turn into weapons. They can like shape shift. And so you end up going into this old mall, which is uh, the dungeon and you have to traverse through it and you end up finding all of these broken weapons that turn into people and you get to date all of them. But it's kind of a mystery, too, because you have to figure out what's going on, like why they're broken in the dungeons, because they can't remember anything. Uh, So it keeps you really engaged because there's actually like a point to get to the end as far as like a storyline. And um, yeah, I haven't completed it quite yet. So I don't know who I want to date. So far, I'm dating everybody. There's, it's really inclusive too, which I really liked. Um, there's a lot of different races. It is called Boyfriend Dungeon, but there is um, there is one female character that you can romance. There's also a couple non-binary characters. And um, so, yeah, I thought that it was pretty cool that they made sure to include everybody. Um, and then I've also been playing Eastward, which is by Chucklefish. Um, the same studio that did Stardew Valley or produced it. The developer is Pixful, and that one just came out on the 16th of September. Um, and I really like that one so far too. It's, um, got a really good storyline so far. I haven't gotten too far in it yet, but basically you play as a little girl and her like adopted adoptive father in coal mines i would say um and you have to mine salt and stuff but they think that the the world above is i don't know ravaged by war it's supposed to be post-apocalyptic um but you end up leaving at some point and then there's lots of fun to be had above ground um and i think that this one is really cute it's the pixel art which i really like um but everything is also really animated so there's nothing that's just standing still for the most part which i thought was really cool it's kind of one of those ones that like sucks you in and just gives you the good feels so so far i'd recommend checking out both of those games yeah i've been playing eastward as well and um do you get like Studio Ghibli vibes from it? Oh yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. And it is so immersive. I've I've been loving this story. I I haven't played a whole lot. I just got um to chapter two. Apparently there's eight chapters in all, so I have a long way to go. But I I'm just I don't know, I'm just loving it. It's such a good like cozy game that reminds you of like Zelda and has like Studio Ghibli vibes and it's just great. I love it. Uh, Emmy, do you have a favorite partner so far in the boyfriend dungeon? Um, no, I think they're all great. Oh, that's a good good answer. <laughs> good. Answer. I think they're all amazing. Yeah. All right, Taz. What we what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing the usual stuff. Some Magic the Gathering Arena, also some Kono Suba, uh, Fantastic Days. That's been great. Loving it. Um, but uh, I added a couple of things to the week. Uh, I started again because I got only a couple hours into it, like when it dropped two years ago. Uh, but I started Borderlands 3 again. Um, I didn't want to because I because Borderlands the series, like I always played it with like my friends growing up. And now that, you know, we were, we're now adults and college like separated us like Borderlands hasn't been the same. Uh, but I'm really trying to like because the uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland is coming out in like this month I think, or in October, I think. Um, so and, you know, like Borderlands 3, I paid, you know, I play, I got the, I got the like the, 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 the deluxe edition. So I'm trying to I'm not trying to buy that and then just only play a couple of hours of it. So I want to explore all it, what it has to offer because um, I do love the Borderlands series. Um and then I added a third mobile game to my repertoire called Girl Gun or Girl Cafe Gun. Um, super awesome. So far, I've got a, like an hour and some change into it. Uh, it's very similar to uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, except uh, it's more of a gotcha. So it's more of a gotcha game. Uh, and there is some actual gameplay of like combat and um, these chicks are like rocking mech suits and like shooting stuff, shooting bad guys. Uh, and then um, your secret co like your uh, your secret kind of identity, I guess, um, as a like a hub is a cafe that you have to manage and the girls work at. Um, so it's <laughs> it's very, you know, polar opposite. Like, you know, they're shooting up some monsters and you know serving you some good morning joe at the same time so um <laughs> it's a good time uh i i mean i'm not dropping kono suba of course um but uh we're seeing how like i'm tr- i'm trying to see like where gacha games are these days in terms of like how they're developing cuz i think kono suba is like my favorite one cuz you're not having to make draws just to get pieces of a character you actually get the character and if you get a repeat you can actually use that to boost the character you already have which i appreciate i'm tired of the whole like oh a hundred puzzle pieces to get the character that's going to take you forever so you might as well spend some change it's like no like we don't need the money just play the game have a good time you Mm -hmm. can you can buy some gems if you want to but otherwise you can play the have a good time and actually get good stuff without paying a cent so uh, i appreciate that in gotcha games um so yeah, that's what I'm playing. Very nice. Also, update: Tiny Tina comes out March 2022, specifically the 25th. And the girl cafe, what is it? Girl cafe gun is just a whole bunch of anime girls. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Love it. It's like a splash page <laughs> of like 10, 
12. And I'm just like, ah, oh, just, ah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah. It went transformed. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, transformed into other clothes. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of like a Sailor Moon type deal. Yes. That's just exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Like, this is just a Sailor Moon transformation. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was playing last night and like, I was like sitting with Puppet watching a show and she like looks over. She's like, what are you playing? I'm like, I'm playing, you know, my culture, my mech, my, my it's culture. My mech, my mech people are, you know, kicking ass while I'm getting the cafe ready. Like, you know, we're working hard over here. It's all a team effort. High class, independent women who are absolutely being bosses and awesome and doing whatever they want. And also working at a cafe and sometimes do like a Sailor Moon transformation, which is also yeah. their own choice because they want to do that. Yeah, all the positive stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Papa, what have you been playing? Well, I'm still uh, playing Littlewood like every day. It sucks me in. Um, it's just amazing to me how much content is in this game. Um, Littlewood is like a little, um, adventure farming simulator type thing, uh, which I have often said is better than Stardew Valley. Um, and I still think that <laughs> I'm just loving it. All the little characters you, you, um, you get to know them better as you grow relationships with them and you get to know yourself a little bit better. And I'm starting to learn a little bit more about the world and, um, it's just been really great and very like calming. And, um, I've, I've talked a lot about Littlewood, so, um, I won't, um, talk your ear off this week again about it, but it is, uh, definitely a daily occurrence for me still. I love it. Um, I've also been playing, um, Pokemon Go. I've been trying to get out and walk more, um, and so that's been fun. Um, and this week is Fashion Week, so they were having some special um, events around that, so that's kind of fun. Like I today, I caught a cute little butterfree that had like a bow on it, and um, there's been a couple other things that's kind of been fun. Um, and yeah, so I've been doing that. Still trying to evolve evolve my fee bass. I'm still trying to evolve my Feebas uh, into a melodic. It's been taking me a long time, and it's been my buddy for a long time. And I'm at like 73 candies of 100, and each candy is like five kilometers. So that's a lot of walking. Um, but it's good for me. It's good to get out there and, you know, move around. And I find my walks are far more um, entertaining if I'm playing a video game. So thank you, Pokemon Go! <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Eastward, of course. I've been making my way through that. So, yep, that's that's been my week. Again, I stopped playing Pokemon Go, I guess, a few months after it came out. Oh, this is 20 kilometers. I, mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot. They really put you to work, but uh, it's, I don't know, it's worth it. Then I get a Melodic, and Melodic is a cool, really cool Pokemon. So, we'll see. I believe in you, Puppet. Thank you. Oh, this is a pretty Pokemon. Oh, yeah. I've seen them before. Yes. There's one in um, Pokemon Snap, the new Pokemon Snap. Um, and it drove me insane trying to get a picture of it because I had no... Because you, you're like in this little boat in this beautiful like swampy area. 
and um you're at this like hidden lake i think or like i'm not sure it's like a swamp lake thing um and it's like swimming around and it's gorgeous but you have to get a picture of it like above the water and so you have to like throw apples at it (laughs) which felt so weird i'm like what am i doing just like here i am just floating like a sitting duck like this giant pokemon is like circling me and i'm throwing apples at it like that's safe okay (laughs) (laughs) But eventually you get it to come out of the water and it's just gorgeous. It's a beautiful Pokemon. Oh, wow. This thing is actually almost 350 pounds. Ooh. Oh, my. Again, I'm I'm on the Bulbapedia right now. But yeah, I wouldn't want to throw apples at that. Just um, words to the wise, kids. Don't throw apples at (laughs) um, any kind of animal because, you know, they might not take kind to that or your picture take. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, we'll be right back with the question of the week. Welcome back to GURP, again, Game Raven Review Podcast. For every day in our Discord, we ask a question that we like to have our members answer. So if you would also like to answer those kind of questions, you can go to GameRavenReview.com, and there's a link there for our Discord. And the one I pulled for this week is, what is your opinion on quick time events? And I'll start with a very simple answer. I think they're fine as long as they add to the game. For me, a quick time event should have a consequence, not just a cinematic, which again, I like cinematics. Cinematics are very pretty and, you know, look at all the ray tracing and the pixels. Um, At the same time, though, I believe that it should have some kind of weight to it. So if I fail said quick time event, my health is, you know, dropped 20%. Or I start the next fight scene, you know, dizzy or something. Like There should be a condition to it versus hand-holding, just saying, hey, look at the cool thing that the cool person did. Now you press a button to do the other cool thing that I'm, I'm not really controlling. And at the end of the day, some of them, even if you mess it up, hey, they'll just give it to you anyway. Hmm. And it's like, well, that's, that's not really rewarding. Like, that's, that's just giving me the thing that, no, don't do that. Give, let me have a consequence. Let me not be babied in this fictional game in my mind of just, if I fail it, I fail it, then I get another, like, choice. Not maybe not choice, but, like, get another scene, right, where it's like, oh, man, you failed. Suck. I don't know. And then you have to either, you know, deal with that consequence or do something else. Not the, oh, we'll just keep repeating it until you get it right. And I'm like, well, that... I'm just going to sit here until you let me fail. And Oh, wait, some of those games won't let you fail. You just sit there until they mm-hmm. let you succeed. Or even if you miss the window for the button, it's like, ah, it's, it's loose. <laughs> it's like, all right, well... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, you kind of missed it, but that's fine. I'm sure you were just, like, eating or something. We'll let it slide. 
It's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't feel accomplished by this. I feel like I just watched a cutscene and pressed a button to let the next cutscene happen versus having a consequence to said quick time event. Hmm. So, again, off of said soapbox of old man Sam yelling about the good old days before quick time events were a thing. Uh, <laughs> Puppet, what are your views on the quick times? Well, I grew up with Nintendo. So Nintendo, I I mean, the games that I've played haven't had too many quick time events. Um, but I think the most memorable game uh, where I first encountered quick time events was um, Until Dawn. And that was stressful. Oh, my God. I still very vividly remember Emily dying because I didn't hit the right button at the right time. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. The wood chipper. Oh, uh, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. Um, definitely not good at them. I think that's what my opinion is. I suck at quick, quick time events. They just stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and i think that's because like you know i i play a lot of horror games and in horror games like there are big consequences if you miss <laughs> the uh the buttons like people die or you die or something <laughs> so anyway um yeah that's 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 my opinion they're fine i'm just terrible at them <laughs> i hated emily in that game Oh man, right though? I was like, why does she have to be named Emily? Seriously? (laughs) And it was just like, oh, not to get on a tangent, but like the new boyfriend, boy with Letterman jacket in college, I guess, whatever. Like that person. And it's like, (laughs) she's hanging from like some scaffolding. He's like, why would you go out there and kiss? Was it Mike or whatever? You were hooking up with Mike. And I'm like, she's hanging. From a, yeah she's about to die and i'm like this is not like the time. why are we talking about this right now but i'm kind of also like <laughs> i don't like her though either yeah so i mean he has a valid point because she, she is about to die i need that closure to, to be oh able to move God. on i mean let's be honest though all the characters in that game are super cringy uh for sure also true in all different ways yeah one of them's like an <laughs> yeah. oscar-winning actor now i'm like oh that's fun Oh, yeah, that's so true. They're all also 30. And I'm like, mm. oh, like how old are you? Like, because the Mike guy I know is like in his late 20s or 30s. Hayden Pintier was also like in her late 20s or 30s. And like, are they high school? Really? They're supposed to be high schoolers. I don't know. Right? Be. Like Greece. Because the Letterman jacket throws me off. I'm like, well, some college guys still wear Letterman jackets. I'm like, who? It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Moving along, uh, Emmy, how do you feel about the QT? Yeah, so for me, I kind of have a, an opinion in between the two of you. Um, I think that they're cool, and I think that they have their place. Um, and like you said, I definitely feel like there should be a reason for them to be there, um, such as a consequence or something like that. Um, but as Emily said, in the case where... If you miss it, you die. And then it always like auto saves like immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just you know, <laughs> to give you an extra push. They're like, no. But yeah, my ADHD can't handle it. So I usually miss them. And I don't know. I do feel like there should be a reason. And I do feel like there should be a consequence. But I don't feel like it should be like this horribly irreversible thing. 
that like I looked into the kitchen for a second to see if dinner was done and now I've lost half my team for the rest mm-hmm. of the game you know <laughs> like it should be somewhere in between I feel like it's okay if if it's not totally a fatality you know all right all right and Taz what are your opinions uh I love them <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I, I, I remember answering this question on the Discord, and it definitely brings back because, like, quick time events, like the the concept of them actually started back in an arcade game in the '80s, but then Shenmue came out uh, that kind of like coined the term. Um, so like that's like PlayStation One era, that, and so like everyone caught on. You know, God of War uh uh, azure's wrath like all that kind of stuff and even like some of my favorite and and you're right like sometimes it's like well if i miss it i'm just gonna like see a funny cut scene and then just i i prefer quick time events that have a consequence further on than just like failed start over um i prefer that because it's just it makes it more like like there's more pressure to it um i think my favorite kind of con like uh quick time event uh in general is the naruto ninja storm series um going through the campaign the main story big you know big boss battle um major fight that is all a quick time event i mean sure you you, you have to like fight them to get to the quick time event and then um you have to be like quick and you have to be on top you have to be button smashing combos all these things to get your to get like a certain amount of stars and if by the end of the the quick time, like the long quick time event, you get like a secret like clip to kind of add further to the story. And I'm always trying to get those because I don't want to miss. I've seen the entire anime, but I, I'm not trying to miss a single little detail or something I miss. Something that kind of makes the because you know it's it's hyped. The game is hyped visually, gameplay. It's great. So if I'm in that moment, if I'm in the zone, then I'm trying to get that quick time event. Otherwise, I love playing like I think it's one of the Spider-Man games that if you like. Uh, you like push, you know, uh, Black Cat off a building, and you like if you miss a quick time event, event, you just like catch her, but you like fall and just pavement done, start over. Oh my god! So, so it's those are funny. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> they do like some developers do like you know like like it's like a popular one. She like you save you try to save some t- scientists, and you miss the quick time event because you try to shoot your webs, but you just face plant on the floor. And it zooms over to the scientist. She's like, I want to die. And then boom, building explodes. <laughs> but in like PS2 graphics. So it's like really fun. No, PS3 graphics. And it's Whoa. really funny. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I you can't go wrong. Quick, a good quick time event. A good one. I remember, was it Naruto Generations? I think it was, was it Generations? It wasn't like Ninja Storm 4. It was like before that. Mm-hmm. I think it was called Generations. I remember it had like the secret memories where it's like the big deal was like, yeah, these are like unaired like Naruto scenes with like Naruto's dad and stuff. It's like, oh, you could see the secrets. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, the secrets. I want the secrets. I want the secrets. Like, oh, because it was dope. Like the the game itself was kind of okay. I had robot Naruto for some reason. Yeah. But. I, you know, it was just one of those, like you said, like it was one of those, like, I want to see those scenes. I want to be able to get, 
you know, the special two, three minute of Minato and being like, oh man, Naruto's dad was cool. So sad he only lasted like two days as the president. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, so sad he only got in the office and was like, ah, <laughs> time for you to die. <laughs> ah, dang. Spoilers, <laughs> I guess, for Naruto, that thing that came out like a decade ago. It's still going on now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Naruto's got a new form today. Well, technically last week, but new form. It's awesome. I saw. Mm. I also remember when the manga came out for it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, not can argue about Boruto, but just like all the Boruto's like big moments are all like looking at his father and his father doing a thing. And I'm like, what is Boruto? Oh, yeah. Thing? Just rename the show Naruto again and Naruto just the old leave, leave Boruto out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to know a fun fact about Ooh. brother Sam? Yeah. Uh, one of his jobs over in Tokyo when he lived over there was translating Naruto manga. <laughs> Isn't that <Awesome>. cool? <laughs> oh, that's so oh, random. That's awesome. Somebody's got to do it, you know. So then he'll get to see all the secrets, and he'll be the person who told me that this thing was mistranslated. <laughs> and I'm like, eh. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I got to see the I got to see the pictures. I don't care what that technique's called. <laughs> oh, that's awesome though. I I would love to do something like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for all your answers. And if you would like to answer these kind of questions as well, again, join our Discord. Link is on GameRavenReview.com, and we will be right back with the main segment of the podcast, talking about the Seattle Indie Expo. See you there. Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast with our main segment. Again, discussing some of the games we saw at the Seattle Indie Expo, which went all through September. And we've all kind of picked a few games that kind of we liked, basically. And we're going to start off with Puppet um, and then kind of go around with each one of us. So, Puppet, floor is yours. My first choice is uh, Rain on Your Parade, which is a hilarious game where you play as this cute little cloud uh who is there to ruin everybody's day it's amazing you basically you do exactly what the the name says you rain on all kinds of different events so like the first event is um like a wedding party and you get extra points for the most people you get like soaking wet and <laughs> I just remember like laughing so loud because you're like a cloud that rains, but then you can also rain oil, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but that's how the game works. And you can set things on fire and like explode things. It's so ridiculous. And you're just like this cute little cloud that is just like smiling and is like, yay, (laughs) I'm a cute little cloud and everything is blowing up around me. This game is messed up. Sorry. I I love it. I I just you're the bad guy. Holy yeah, moly. you are. <laughs> yeah, you just cause a bunch of trouble. And in uh my okay, so my favorite level was 
uh, in this city, and one of your objectives is to raise an army of undead zombies and lead them out of the city. And you get bonus points if you, like, um, turn all of the citizens into zombies. What? So you have, like, this, like, radioactive oil stuff that you, like, rain on graves. And then they come out and they're the cutest little zombies that are, like, you know, waddling around. And they're just, like, destroying things and, like, turning people into zombies. And it's just, it's so fun. I had so much fun with this game. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. And the the art is super interesting because it's like um it's like a it looks like a little cardboard cutout that's like hanging on some strings or something it's so cute so it's got the little like puppeteer type thing to it as well which you know i love obviously um and yeah it just the whole game just gets progressively more ridiculous and it's adventure and it's puzzle and you have to figure things out and you learn new things and it's it's just a it's a fun it's it's a fun game it is it is very fun um that is my first choice rain on your parade yeah you're a menace you're you're i'm watching gameplay of this you're just a menace (laughs) yeah and the fact that you, you can like do do your thing in a building doesn't make sense like you're out for blood and chaos Oh yeah. Like your personal. This is this is very personal. Um you can also change the faces though. That looks nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was fun. And you get to wear hats. <laughs> Customize your cloud. Cool. Yeah. You can be festive. I had a hat that was a little chicken. <laughs> and it would go <laughs> as I'm like destroying everything. It's just like hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> just a menace you. Again, as long as you're happy. As long as and cause some zombies. Right. Oh my gosh, and I'm reading it says it has over 50 levels. Nice. Wow. Oh my gosh, I have so much more to look forward to. So excited. More malice to throw at people. Right? <laughs> well then. All right. I guess I'll go next. Um, My first game is going to be Forest Grove. Forest Grove is a first-person sci-fi forensics game where you investigate the disappearance of a missing teenager because, you know, they're important, I guess. Um, you, you uncover clues, solve puzzles, and piece together a story using your own conclusions. It reminds me of like the, I don't know if you guys remember, like the old CSI games that they produced like in the mid 2000s. Oh, yeah. On like a point and click, like in a other way of looking at it, like the um, Sherlock Holmes games, or you're, you're trying to piece together again the, the puzzle of like you, what happened to said person just without like the funny accents, I guess. And looking at it, it looks, Again, intriguing to me. I like those kinds of games to kind of figure out the puzzle. But, but my computer decided to make a weird, weird noise. Don't do that again. Um, <laughs> and finding Zoe, which is like she's a teenager and she left at like 11 p.m. Oh, oh, oh. But she has a boyfriend. Does a boyfriend know anything? Oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, well, bring him to the house. Let's, let's figure it out. Like, again, like she's like 15. Where can she go? But I want to figure out the mystery and watching the trailer again intrigued me. It is by a word I'm going to say very slowly, Mega Games. Because, mm. and for the PC platform, again, if you like puzzle games, I think this will be for you. Again, I like those kind of like finding clues and trying to mix them all together to, again, as the game says, put in your own conclusion. And I'm like, I probably will also get that wrong. But you know what? 
eh. I'm also that person who played, what was the game called? L.A. Noir, and be like, eh, I locked up the wrong person. But the game still continued, so eh. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, there's no consequence for me locking up the wrong guy. I just didn't like him that much, so. Oh, well. But I, hopefully this game doesn't end that way. But it does look good. So again, I'm going to be trying that out. Yeah, this one caught my eye too. I mean, this is like totally down my um, alley for sure. Um, but I think what caught me was the story. Yeah, it just, it seems like a really interesting story. Because I've played a lot of like walking simulators that are like uh, puzzles and stuff. But this one looks, it's like a different, it's a different take on that. So I really, I really enjoyed that. I like like piecing together like the memories, like they all look like static or shadows. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it's like once you get more information, of course, they that kind of fills in where you see the person there. It also reminds me of you know the movie that just came out you know, with Daniel Craig doing a really country accent and Chris Evans. Knives up, knives out, knives out. Again, I like those kind of mysteries though of like trying to figure things out. And Knives Out was actually a good movie. Again, small recommendation if you want to watch it, at least for his accent. It is all over the place all right and let's go to emmy emmy what's your first game the first one that i picked was astronaut the best i don't know if you guys got to look at this one but it looks pretty crazy um the developer and the publisher is universal happy maker love the name (laughs) i know Uh, it looks like this is the first game that they've put out but also um It says on their website, um, we build games that are moral laboratories. Our first project, Astronaut the Best, is currently in development. And before reincarnating as an actual game studio, Universal Happy Maker was a collective of game design students. And apparently they have academic experiments um, and game jam videos live. And you could find the link for that on their website. Oh, wow. Which is just uh, universalhappymaker.com. So, yeah. Um, let me go back here. Um, the description is, Astronaut the Best is an occult management adventure where people aren't just numbers, they're incompetent screw-ups. <laughs> Your duty is to turn them into national heroes or the government will have you killed. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, yeah, I really liked the art style that they used. Um, and the menus are just really well put together. Um, there's a few mini games in it and then a lot of choices that you have to make. And it's just kind of like, um, it reminds me of like a cult classic movie. It's just very odd. And everything's kind of out of place, but not out of place. It just gives you weird vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I totally <laughs> see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all the characters are just really well done. They're just nuts. So <laughs> super cute, uh, super funny. If you're looking for something that is more uh, off the wall, I would definitely say to check this one out. I think that there's a demo too i'm not quite sure there is one there's an alpha that they have yeah so that one will be out next year uh 
middle to end of the year. I just love their trailer. Like it's, it's kind of like cutouts, I guess, maybe as well. Like, yeah. like kind of being puppeted around, which I really, like I said, I like that ourselves too. There is one, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like a newsletter here that's like sex tape shocker makes space program marginally less dull. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, it's just funny. It's wow. It's just all chaos. Wow. Yeah. This is ridiculous. But I love it. I love the fact that they they will throw you into a ditch because there is a scene of you being thrown in, dead into a ditch. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. oh my gosh. The longer I look at this, the weirder it gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use them to make history or dead up, end up dead in a ditch. Your arsenal includes training. Psychophantic groveling, lying, and witchcraft. Ooh. All the good things you need in life. Yeah. Well, and it's all under the guise of like a company management game, too, which I think is interesting. Oh. Yeah. But um, it does have a mature content description on it. So just be careful. And that sex tape's gonna come out. <laughs> yeah, it'll make things less boring, though. Apparently, <laughs> marginally though, like the word Do marginally. That. Marginally, like the like it was like it was all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Taz, what is your first game? Uh, yes, my first game is Dungeons of Adira, uh, developed by Monster Tooth Studios. Uh. For the PC, it already is on early access, uh, at least on Steam. Um, and it is a roguelite action RPG dungeon crawler featuring procedurally generated levels where you will battle through hordes of monsters to restore Adira to its former glory. Now, we've seen, well, I've seen a lot of like roguelites, but I'm never a huge fan of like pixel art stuff especially with roguelites it just i don't know just seems repetitive i just recently started hades that's been fun that casually i'll just throw a show on and casually play hades and stuff um but this one looks very uh no shade to hades i know that game got a lot of good stuff um but dungeons of a deer reminds me i mean it's just like a classic it's like you got your fantasy you got a lot of stuff going on. The artwork looks like I'm looking at screenshots. Like the scenery looks great. Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. I don't know if like if you're since it's, if it's a dungeon crawler, like you'll have to just do some management outside and like kind of do stuff because it is also a roguelite, which means I mean, for those of you who don't know, you'll go down, do your thing, you'll die, which is inevitable. And then you'll like magically spawn without much consequence and gather some resources that you grabbed and level up so i wonder if they're adding kind of like a town build uh aspect to that because you are restoring your kingdom so that would be cool because roguelites i feel like it's all about it's it's about the tiny like rewards right in this one you're you're building a whole kingdom um again it is on early access on steam so i might check it out follow its journey um through development but it looks pretty it looks pretty sweet check out the youtube video again dungeons of adira developed by a monster tooth studios um so that's what i've been checking out for the one of the games i've been checking out for the seattle indies expo the trailer makes me laugh because it's like explore die 
come back stronger. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we're gonna die. <laughs> very dramatic, very yeah. hyped. Heck but it's yeah. gorgeous. It looks like a gorgeous game. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, and let's go back around. Puppet, what's your next game? My next game is Neon Noodles. Now, I actually saw this game at PAX. It was part of the PAX 10. Um, and I did not have a chance to demo it when I was at PAX. But I saw that it was being featured again at uh, the Seattle Indies Expo. And I was like, what? They're, um, the, the developers are from the Pacific Northwest? It's crazy. So I finally looked into it. And it is nuts noodles nuts (laughs) um so basically the premise is you are in charge of a futuristic kitchen and it's like in this mysterious cyberpunk world and your job is to automate these cute little robot chefs to cook recipes in the perfect and elegant loop um and it just it turns into this well-oiled machine where it produces dish after dish really quickly so you're like optimizing the way that you make like guacamole or ramen or like i think the first level is just you just are slicing an avocado and it's it's so it's it sounds super cute and cozy but man do you have to use your noggin for that like i was streaming this the other day and i I took so long on one of the levels. It was like fairly simple level. I think it was making like dumplings or something. And it was like at the point where you go from using just one robot to two robots. And I was like, oh, it needs to be perfect. Like I need to optimize everything. It has to be productive. And like, it's so much trial and error because you're basically a programmer. Like I had a couple of people in chat who are devs and they... Um, we're like, oh my gosh, this is what programming is like. It's exactly what program is programming is like. Like you have a little uh being, this little robot, and you're basically just like um listing out, giving instructions as to what it needs to do. And sometimes like you'll think it's perfect, yay, I'm all done. And then you push play and the little guy goes around and you're like, Whoa, how did you end up way over there? What's going on? <laughs> back here with that with that avocado (laughs) um or they like run into each other and then you're sad because it's like oh the robots have collided they can't work anymore boohoo then you have to start over (laughs) um and you're making you're making food and i love food so uh very relaxing game but also you have to think a lot i definitely my brain was tired by the end (laughs) of my stream that night so anyway that is neon noodles and it is by who are you by vivid helix i was just watching a trailer on it and yeah like one of the things at the bottom was i guess like the programming for the little robots and i was like oh that's this programming oh that's nice and then you see like the function of like four of them i'm like oh that's oh that's that's stressful that that took time to set up Mm -hmm. it gets a little cray cray yep that's all right let's let's leave that to puppet puppet can do that (laughs) about an hour in i'm like all right these robots just give me give me just regular people that can shout at oh my gosh but this is awesome though yeah like my ocd just loves this it's like when you create 
the perfect like system and you watch it go you're like oh this is so nice it's perfect <laughs> yeah definitely if you like building games and you're into that sort of thing like patterns if you're really good at patterns um highly recommend this game for sure very nice my next game is also kind of a weird one um it's called video hole Ooh. And their tagline is nothing to see here except for a perfectly ordinary video store, which, I mean, when you, you start your sentence that way, I know you're just lying to me now. Um, video Hole is a, an ongoing episodic adventure game series revolving around a series of strange, completely normal, those words always make sense together, events that transpire in your local intergalactic video store. And I was sold. Like, I was sold pretty much on a sentence of intergalactic video store, which is just big and weird. Like, it looks like a game that just screams, hey, game theory, look at us. <laughs> Do something with this. Where, again, you're just a guy working in a video store, but, you know, some things might have happened around your video store that is also intergalactic. And you have a couple of characters that come through. And might say hello to buy your videos, which I miss sadly, because this sign kind of looks like the blockbuster sign. And then when you watch the trailer, there's like a whole bunch of horses hooked up. It looks so weird. Yes, like horses are hooked up to machines, and <laughs> apparently there's like a lab underneath your video store. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like, I wonder what's what's going on down here. And it's episodic, which I. With me with episodic games, I don't mind them, especially for, like for indie games, because it gives you time to work out the kinks. Because if I just gave you like a full-on game and sometimes things might break or might not be fully there with an episodic game, I can give that another three months or however it is between the two game, the two episodes and be like, all right, episode one, this is all the feedback we have to make episode two better. And then same thing with episode three and so on and so forth. So I am looking forward. This is $4 right now. It is out on Steam. I might have bought that before starting this podcast. Ooh. And I would like to see where this goes. Again, it has intrigued me with its weirdness and just the atmosphere of the trailer itself. So I am excited to see where this goes. Video Hole. And Video Hole is by Joey Soft. Joey Soft. Yeah. Joey Soft and is on PC. Yeah, this is bonkers. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but like the, the games that we've been choosing, you know, between Video Hole and um, Emmy's game, they're just. <laughs> they, yeah. They're just weird games. They got these weird vibes. I'm into it, though. Definitely make indies really good to me is that you don't have to worry about, well, if the Sony or the Microsofts or whoever aren't going to back your game this is a game that you want to make mm -hmm. so i'm going to make it whether it be super duper weird or we're going <laughs> to insult the characters in this game calling them losers and you might die and throw you into a ditch i think that's awesome like you're not going to get that line about certain tapes being put out about your astronauts unlike a triple a game like they wouldn't go that far but again i like this humor i like Seeing that this is what that person wants to do. This is what that team wants to do. And making that dream happen. So I appreciate indies doing what, what they want to do. And also being entertaining by it. So yeah. After me, I believe, is Emmy. What's your next game? Um, my second game that I chose was Witch Wizard. Um, that one is by Intentional Games. 
this one is really similar to Among Us. It's um, where you have to go in and figure out who the imposter is, or in this case, the evil wizard um, in your group of friends. But it does have a lot of little twists to it. Um, some of those, you can cast powers on the other witches. Um, I noticed that you can turn other people into frogs to say, uh, so they're slower. And then also the evil wizard can cast a spell that is the anonymous spell. And you know, when you're playing Pac-Man and you eat like the big pebble and all the ghosts and everything turn the same color, it kind of does that. Um, so that you can't actually tell who the other wizards are or what color they are. Oh. So that the evil wizard can get away with doing things because they can, like, cast a spell or kill someone and then run away. And even if they do it in front of other people, those other people won't know who it was because they're all the same color for that 10 seconds. Oh, that's interesting. Ooh. So I thought that was, like, a little bit of spice on top of the classic um and then each uh character has a different subclass or you can pick your subclass maybe i'm not sure but um each subclass that you pick has unique spells so not everybody is going to have the same arsenal when you're playing like i saw that healer was one of them which i'm not exactly sure why you would need to be healed but in that case, um, you know, if they're the evil one, they could lure you away saying that they're going to heal you and actually kill you or oh no, something like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, so far, I definitely think it looks promising. It's really cute. The graphics are really well done. Um, and I think we can all appreciate a twist on a game that's as good as Among Us is, so. I think that this one is going to do really well. Yeah, for sure. Like, I I really enjoy Among Us, but um, it does kind of get redundant after a while. Like, I know that they have, like, you know, new levels and stuff, but um, it's pretty much all the same. So I love that this is adding layers to it and just making the game a little bit more interesting just by, you know, those little details. I, yeah, this looks super cool. And they're little witches and wizards and I love it. Yes, they're so cute. Yay, perfect for spoopy season. <laughs> Which is almost here. It is here. It started September 1st in my book. Oh. Yes, September. <laughs> yes. Mine starts in October. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I like this. I like the idea of like they're all the same color. Like that's that's actually really good. Because you can just like oh, yeah. kill someone and be like, no, that was you. Oh, what color are you though? No. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it's like this team looks like it's four people. It's I see seven different colors. I'm not exactly sure um what the limit is on that. I'm assuming however many there are. Um, and this one is going to come out really soon. It's scheduled for quarter four, 2021. Oh, very cool. Yeah. We got to play that together, you guys. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, another cool thing that I saw on here is that even if you get killed, 
there's things for you to do. It says dead wizards have their own game to play and can even haunt the <laughs> evil wizard who killed what? them. Okay. Which I think is really nice because, you know, in Among Us, if you get all your tasks done and you're dead, you just kind of like sit there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do. So right. I'm hoping that this kind of fills in that gap. It kind of seems like they took the idea of Among Us and they said, okay, how could this be better? Mm-hmm. Right. And then kind of like rolled with that and found the the holes in the plot and the gameplay and tried to patch them up. So really interested to see where this one goes. Definitely. Because this, this reminds me of like a lot of the mods that Among Us gets where there is a mod that if you die, like only, and you're going through Discord, only the imposters can hear you. So you can just like follow them around and just, you know, do whatever you want to do to them. Like, how dare you kill me? But they they're the only ones who can hear you. Like all the other like just crewmates can't. Oh my god, that's hilarious. And I love that mod. That mod is really good. And there's other mods too. Like this reminds me of someone who probably played a lot of why am I thinking of Game of Thrones? That's not the thing. Of Among Us (laughs) and was like I want to do more than what the base game has and then you get the mod community who just made that game something else it's like well I'm gonna just make a game that already has that built in yeah. where again I get to haunt people as a as a dead person that's that's awesome oh <laughs> um and I did I did find it in, in here it says that you can play with up to 10 people at a time yeah, nice oh wow cool and we're gonna move on to Taz Taz what's your next game uh, I'm so excited for this, actually. Uh, Tick Tack Together, developed by ANDRFW and Impassible for the PC. This game is tic tac toe with like a the like the card game War and Inception twist to it. Um, so Tick Tack Together is a team based twist on tic-tac-toe every round all moves are placed on the board at the same time if x's and o's are placed on the same space the teams have to duke it out on a smaller inner board to claim it the game quickly spirals out of control as more inner boards are created and the number of possible moves grows so if you know x and o on the main board boom gotta duke it out on another game of tic-tac-toe in order to claim that spot and then they do it again in that inner board, it creates another inner board. And again, all moves are happening simultaneously. I don't know if it's like a countdown thing and like one, two, th- I think it's, I think it's a countdown of like select your move and then the time, like, and then everything will happen at the same time. And then kind of, you see where the board's at and then you do it again. Um, this game is great. Cause it's available on steam right now. Um, and then up to 12 players can join the game from their phone or browser through a simple web interface with no downloads required. So it's kind of like Jackbox. One person owns it. Give out the, you know, the 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 code, the 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 party code, and then everybody and their grandma can play this game. Uh, it looks intense. It looks like it can get kind of heated sometimes because it's just kind of going through the videos and the screenshots. Like visually, not a lot going on. You got red x's green o's they're adorable little 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 characters but then when things start it starts duking it out in the game um so i've never seen tic-tac-toe with this kind of twist before so i again it's available right now on steam 
so we might have to do a, a raven party on this one. Be kind of fun. That'd be so fun. Yeah, like layers of tic tac toe. I feel overwhelmed. <laughs> so many ticks and toes. Oh, too many. Yeah, it's just awesome though. Like again, like just a simple concept of a game that everyone knows, mm-hmm. and then the inception of just going layers deep into this. Yeah. Oh, the remix. Man. The remix. remix. I would love this though. Because it seemed like, again, you can also, have, like I said, with the code and the kind of Jackbox kind of idea mm-hmm. that you can have, like I said, other people play. Which, again, I think that's a good way to do party games. Mm-hmm. Much mm-hmm. as I enjoy, right? what is it, Mario parties and the things. It's like, ugh, I don't have a Switch. <laughs> yeah, everyone coughs up $60 to play an okay Mario Party game. Or somebody can pay $5, one person, and up to 12 people for free can play the same game. It's Taz's turn to throw some shade on this podcast. Yeah. Sorry. Big (laughs) company Nintendo. The least Mario Party wasn't good. It wasn't a good Mario Party. I have the original (laughs) two now owned on N64. I'm going to be playing that. It's going to be great. But yeah, the latest one was terrible. Or oh my you can just do Sorry. the thing Nintendo always does. And hey, here's this new collection of the Mario parties that you can have for like another 60 bucks. Because why would you want to go play those old games? Mm. You can just play the new game uh, for yeah. the old games. <laughs> <laughs> Tempting. Okay, Nintendo. It's, I don't know. Like, I like competition. I enjoy seeing other things besides just the one big giant company that says they have monopoly on it when i'm like no these games can also be fun and also cost less than ten dollars mm-hmm. right and also it helps to have great people like you all to play with oh oh yeah no i love how inclusive it is too because like you know we we love our jackbox we love our party games and not all of our friends you know have the means to have you know a console or you know they don't have that particular game but something like this it's like everybody has a phone so just yeah use your phone you can just you know log in and just play and it it gets people especially to like if they don't see themselves as a gamer per se but they're like yeah i i'd play this like it's like a little mobile game um it kind of it kind of helps connect them in Whereas like some other games, it's like, oh, well, I'm not really a gamer. So like I, you know, and I don't have a Nintendo Switch or I don't have, you know, an Xbox or whatever. So I'll just let you guys play, you know, but when it's, yeah, more accessible like this, it kind of draws more people in that wouldn't necessarily be drawn in if it wasn't so easily accessed for sure. Very well said. And Puppet, your last game. My last game. <laughs> uh, it is quite literally a chore simulator. And um, Bro Tuzak uh, made fun of me once because I love Animal Crossing and I love, you know, Stardew Valley and all that stuff. And he called them like chore simulators, um, which is very true. This one is literally a chore simulator. It is called Laundry Simulator. And... It is a point-and-click time management game where cats are in charge and you're in this laundromat, basically, that you manage. And you have to um, also get your cat through law school to defeat (laughs) Launder Corp. 
<laughs> which is like no this is th- like the this plot is just amazing to me like so you have these laundercorp cat attorneys and they're pressuring you to like close down the laundromat so they'll they'll do things like sue you for little things or whatever and you have to like while you're managing the business you also have to deal with these like I mean, it's kind of like this little cat attorney mob that's coming in and trying to, like, bring you down. But you have to defeat them and bring honor back to your family. Like, it's it's amazing. Um, I've, I had so much fun with it. And uh, funny enough, like, our washer recently broke. And so we've been without a washer. Um, and so we've actually had to go to the laundromat, which I'd never been to the laundromat in real life ever and so it was weird timing that I had this fun little game and I went into a laundromat and I'm like oh my gosh yeah this is how it works you wash the clothes you dry the clothes and then you have this big table where you fold the clothes and the hardest part I think is that you have this cat that is like walking around and if you leave like clothes on the counter for too long the cat will um make itself at home and take a nap in your clothes and then there's hair all over them. And then you have to like take the hair off before giving them back to the client. And it gets a little crazy. It's But it's so, it's so funny. And you can like buy little toys. It sounds like life. Yeah. It's essentially like just life. <laughs> but in a cute little format. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's chill, but it does get a little hectic sometimes. Um, and the different customers are really funny too, because you'll, you'll get different personalities in the customers. Like some of them are super impatient. So their time meter goes down faster or, um, they're really particular, or you have these like sweet little old ladies that are super patient and they will stay there the entire time and they will never complain. And it's beautiful. It's great. Um, yeah, it's just like real life, except for cats being attorneys and trying to take over the world. Well, that's not true. Cats are trying to take over the world. They just aren't law abiding. <laughs> anyway, there you go. That's my um, that's my last game. And uh, Laundry Simulator is uh, by Unseen Squirrel. Oh, no, you got a paw suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also like how this settlement business is played out where the dinosaur game when your Google goes out or whatever, like you're just jumping over things. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just, like I wish that's how lawsuits really worked. <laughs> like Right. Hey Sam, you gotta jump over exactly. this obstacle ten times <laughs> and you don't have to pay it. Yeah. Oh man, that's that's like acting a bad deal, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate me and my feline overlords that or sweet yes oh, it's super cute though oh it's so cute and she's it's so a little cute. business this cat does need to be put somewhere else though. yes oh yeah. but it takes money oh the cat takes money oh oh yeah like it kind of like kind of helps you a little bit and you can sometimes see what it's thinking like it it will start thinking about like burrowing in the clothes and you're like oh I see you. I know what you're about to do. I'm going to go move those right now before you get up on the counter. Get a little squirt bottle. Squirt, squirt. Leave. Yeah. (laughs) I know. (sighs) But yeah, you can buy little toys so that it will like sit in the corner and play with the toy. So it's like, okay, it's distracted. This is a good time to like fold my clothes now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, that is the end of the games that we 
saw at the Seattle Indies Expo and just wanted to talk about a little bit here. If you want to look at those games, plus the others that are also there, you can go to seattleindies.org or just search Seattle Indies Expo and should be like the first option there for you. And this will be the end of our podcast for this week. I have been Sam, your host, and you can find me on all social media under Sam said it DFW. Um, Puppet, where can they find you? I am Puppet Master N, that's Puppet Master E-N, and I am on the Game Raven Review Twitch channel on Friday nights, um, playing all kinds of little indies. And then I jump over back to my own Twitch channel on Saturdays and Sundays, where I primarily play um, indie horror, although I've been uh, I've been getting into some other things recently. But yes, we do love the spoopies for sure. Um, and then I come back on Mondays back to Game Raven. So um, you can find me on Twitch at PuppetMasterEN. Um, and I'm also on all the socials, all the social medias <laughs> as PuppetMasterN as well. And Amy, where can I find you? You can find me under Emerald Rays. It's emerald and then r-a-e-s um i also do party games on the raven channel on mondays and i do our indie games on the raven channel on tuesdays um and then you can find me on my own channel the rest of the week um all my socials are the same emerald rays and uh feel free to hit me up there anytime and taz where can you be found uh, yes, you can find me at TazTDevil3 on all of the social meds. I do stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Variety streaming, playing all sorts of stuff. Two-player Tuesdays, whatever fresh on Thursdays, and spooky Saturdays. And then I also stream on the Game Raven Review channel on uh, Wednesday nights, playing all the good, all, all, the, all the indies. You know how it is. And as always, you can find Game Raven at Game Raven Review on Twitter and on Twitch and our website, GameRavenReview.com and join our Discord. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening. And until next time, goodbye. game.